This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Matt Addison and on today's special episode of the podcast, I have alongside me German football reporter and Sportville head of football, Christian Falk. Christian, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Servus to England. I'm fine. I'm with the German national team in Stuttgart this time and uh, we have a lot of interesting players and stories here. So a lot to do and a lot of Absolutely. We're recording this podcast on Thursday, just ahead of Germany playing Spain this evening. And we'll be talking about players from both sides across the, the course of the podcast. Christian's obviously a man that a lot of Liverpool fans will be keeping an eye on for updates on transfers and, and stuff like that. I'm sure Thiago is uh, the biggest of those names, but we're going to talk about him and, and a few other Bundesliga players and, and take a look at Jürgen Klopp as well during the show. But we will start with Thiago Alcantara, obviously the Bayern Munich midfielder. Liverpool have, have always said this summer that he's not currently an active target and it's our understanding that no talks have taken place yet. But that's not quite what the German media, yourself included, have been reporting for a little bit of time now. So at this stage, what's your understanding of the situation as it stands? So I can say uh, that's not true and uh, still... Um talks but uh, that's not so concrete at the moment in the negotiations uh, indeed the, the Bayern Munich bosses uh, which are on holiday at the moment uh, are still uh, waiting for a concrete offer they know uh, there should be one they expected it already a few days ago um, I can imagine the, that uh, Liverpool is still waiting because you know best that the, there's something with Ronaldo and Barcelona perhaps they need the money <laughs> to make a bit for Thiago um, Thiago himself uh, said already goodbye after the triple on the big party. He said goodbye to the um, employers of Bayern Munich at the Monday party, which took place in Munich. So it would be very hard for him to go to training at Simmerstrasse again uh, next week. So <laughs> we are still waiting um, that uh, he will get the offer. We know that Jürgen Klopp is very, very keen on him. But you know also as well that he was very, very keen on Timo Werner and didn't get him because of money. So we all have to wait. Uh, also Thiago. Why do you think there's such a difference between what the English press, our reporters included, have been reporting and then what's sort of coming out of Germany? Because it's two very different stories, really, that are running alongside each other. Yeah, sure, but uh, we are talking with the German club and you're talking with the English club and uh, different interests, of course, and the uh, interest is money. And uh, Liverpool, uh, when they say, oh, yes, we want Thiago, you know, he's <laughs> cost uh, 10 millions more. <laughs> so uh, they're waiting. And um, at the moment, they would say they would like to have Thiago. And at the end, they don't get him because um, Bayern Munich uh, wants about 30 million euros and they don't know yet if they sell him cheaper. Uh, you see also in Eldon that the prices for such players are not the same like last year. So I think uh, a little bit the thoughts of uh, the CEO is uh, why shouldn't we uh, sell Wijnaldum for a fee which is much lower than we have to pay for Thiago. So it's really, really difficult in these times um, to spend the money. Even for English teams, I see now, normally the Germans are... <laughs> which can't pay the price so um but in the case of Thiago it would be really really difficult to explain him 
uh, why he he quit at Bayern Munich and didn't sign his uh, new four years contract, which would have for safe, uh, and say, oh Thiago, <laughs> we can't pay you. Uh, you have to stay in Munich. That would be really really hard for him. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned there the thirty million euro price tag that's on Thiago's head. I mean, how long is it? Do you think that that might get reduced? Because at the moment, nobody seems willing to pay that money. Yeah, we have uh, the same case uh, with Harberts. Uh, we will talk about him as well. Um, but it's often um, when they talk uh, how they can uh, get this price. You know, we are talking about ads on and bits. And uh, I think uh, Liverpool is a team now who can win a lot of titles. So it's it's easier to say if you get uh, the premiership we can earn 5 million euros more next year so i think um, this will be part of the talks but uh, at the end at the first thing is uh, they have to end a concrete offer so they can start and i think um, they're still waiting like i told you uh, how much money liverpool is earning and i think it's a, a very good way it's the same way of bayern munich um, because Bayern Munich is just spending the money which they have earned before. It's the same case of Thiago. We're still asking the club, oh, who would you like to buy if Thiago is leaving or also back up on the right side? But they are still at the point to say, we just need the money and then <laughs> we can think about how to spend it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, are Bayern actively looking to sell Thiago this summer because they don't want to lose him on a free transfer? Is that the situation? Yes, it is. You know, um, they, at the beginning of the talks, uh, they would like that uh, Thiago stays at Bayern Munich um, because um, the first off was about a three years contract uh, plus one year more. And Thiago said, no, no, uh, he wants four years. This is very, very important for him. So Bayern Munich reduced the uh, step-by-step matches which he needs in the, in the third year to get the next year. But at the end, uh, they said, okay, you're so important for us. Uh, we give you a straight four years contract. And at this moment, Thiago said, uh, that was just, uh, it, just to sign, the, the money was okay, everything was okay. But he said, oh, I have to return to my wife and ask her again if we would like really, really to stay here. So you saw that uh, I think he had always in his head to leave Germany after the time, you know, he's staying for a long, long time. He was coming with Pep in 2013, so he would like to do the next step. And uh, a long, long time he didn't say which club it will be. Also in the club, but uh, the rumors from the dressing room were very, very early Liverpool. And the next rumors on the board was Premier League. So, because there's a little bit difference is that the, the board uh, expecting not only an offer from Liverpool, but they think um, because uh, there were talks with the player, it could be. But um, at least, and we talk about Harvards again and Werner again, if uh, the club is doesn't pay the fee, uh, perhaps there's a lucky third party which joins in and say, hey, we have the money and we're also a Premier League club and perhaps... We are very, very near to Liverpool, <laughs> so you can take the same house you already saw. <laughs> uh, but um, we have to wait. And like I always to say, it's a question of money. Yes, Manchester United, I think that club that you were hinting at there a little bit. <laughs> there has been a few transfer stories about United being in there, but 
how genuine do you think they are? Do you think they are really interested in him or do you think that's maybe just a, a way of making Liverpool make a move a little bit quicker? Yeah, I heard very early um, that the board from Bayern Munich of Bayern Munich said um, that um, they heard about a, a interest, which was just an interest. Uh, we have to be a little bit careful about that. Uh, there were no notations of talks, but uh, you know, there's a very, very close relation, perhaps a friendship between the clubs. So uh, many talks on the telephone, so they know what what they think about Thiago and, and United. But um, you know, if a player says, uh, "My first option is Liverpool," it's uh, difficult to do something for United at the moment. But uh, you already mentioned there are so many rumors about United. I always I look at that and say, oh, again and again. And people are asking me about Upamecano. And I said, no, 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 not this year. Uh, but uh, they want Upamecano. Yes, they wanted him, but uh, they will get him this year. And they're asking again. So um, we have to see uh, what will happen with Liverpool. But um, United, there is a little interest in Santiago, but they know they're very, very late so how you saying is um uh, keeping your face or your uh, save your face if you yes yeah 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 the, the manchester united side yes yeah yeah they don't, they they don't want to be don't want to be turned down you know they won't use the face uh, if they say now oh, we're also interested and, and then he's going to liverpool but uh, i think united is an option but not the first one at the moment no, I mean, in terms of Thiago, do you think he has his heart set on, on Liverpool? And if that is the case, then could Liverpool not just wait another few months and, and get him for free if, if Liverpool is the only team that he wants? Maybe there's a, a little bit of a, a thing in that, perhaps. You know, he, he's, uh, Thiago is a very proud person. So if anyone of a club gave him a promise, I think he wouldn't be so happy <laughs> if they don't uh, hold their words. Um, you know, he was also very, very close to, to Pep when uh, he got him to, to Bayern Munich, when Pep said, uh, Thiago are nothing, and this was very, very important for him. That's why Bayern Munich got him for a very low fee. It was uh, 25 euros at this time. It was not, not much money for such a player. So, but uh, now he's not so close anymore to Pep, so he's now a little bit closer to Klopp. I think if they say no, no, and he has to stay at Bayern Munich, and he said goodbye to everybody, that would be a reason for him to say no to Liverpool also, but you never know. Okay, yeah. I mean, just in, in terms of Thiago, I'm sure people will have seen plenty of him, particularly in the latter stages of the Champions League, but what sort of a player would Liverpool be getting? I mean, how high do you rate him compared to other midfielders around Europe? You know, when, when he was coming to Munich seven years ago, I would say he's not a Premier League player because, you know, at the ball, he's, he's, he's brilliant. Uh, I talked to Frank Ribéry, which was a, the technical best player in his career he played with, and he said uh, it was Thiago. So he had he has everything on the ball, but uh, at the beginning he was a Barcelona player, a little bit tiki-taka, and uh, not a German defense player, and he's playing midfield. <laughs> so you need that in, in Germany and much more in Premier League. And uh, in this time, he educated to a new player. And now he is also very, very good in defense. So you have a really, really complete player. So and I think this is uh, the puzzle uh, Liverpool is searching for. 
because he has everything to to make the game quick of, of Liverpool but he has also the qualities to hold the ball and also to stay on his feet in the Premier League when the, the other players attacking him because he's uh, incredibly good at having the ball so I think he's uh, the perfect link between defense and offensive and uh, that's why I think he would be a really really important player for, for Liverpool but uh, I think he's, it's also a next step for him uh, to, to see that it's there are leagues which are a little bit tougher than Bundesliga. <laughs> Do you think he would view it as a, as a step up to go, not necessarily from Bayern to Liverpool, but more Bundesliga to Premier League? You know, you, when you've played for, for Barcelona and you've played for Bayern Munich, uh, there are not so many <laughs> many targets which you can reach in your career. And, and now, after winning the treble, um, it's, it's a perfect point for him. Uh, to have a new uh, challenge and um, you have to see that um, Thiago was a very very important player for the team on the pitch but he never never was seen as uh, like Messi is seen in uh, Barcelona because he's a, he's a player which is not uh, making the German, the German style on the pitch you know we're talking a lot about uh, Kimmich we're we're talking about Müller, so this is a little bit the German view, of course. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but um, okay, when you're an English player in your team uh, and he's making a lot of interviews and he's always there, so you're always play, looking a little bit more perhaps on your national players when they play in your own league. And I think he's searching now a, a club where he's the face of the club. And uh, at Liverpool, you have. Uh, really really fantastic player we all know but um he will be the next superstar coming in this team which is for a long long time together so i think he is looking a little bit more to be in the focus and uh, he has a role in a team to be this guy so perhaps he can do it at Liverpool. potentially let's see if he's in the premier league next season or not but certainly you know, one player that we know will be and that Liverpool were interested in is Timo Werner. I'd like to ask you a little bit about him and, and Kai Havertz as well, potentially ending up at Chelsea as well. I mean, first of all, in terms of Timo Werner, how good a player have Liverpool missed out on there with his move from Leipzig to London? I think he would be uh, perfect in the system. Fits better than Bayern Munich, which was a year ago, interested but said no at least. So... I think for Harvard, it's a really, really big chance to play for, for Chelsea because um, we know about the talks uh, Anna and Klopp had already at Easter. Um, the idea was to bring him step by step in the team and um, at this time there was no Corona, so they expected there will be an Africa Cup and uh, your players are away again and then he has a chance to go on because um, Werner is not a player who comes to a team and says, uh, here I am, let me play, I'm the superstar. He's a really quiet guy um, who wants to play chess football and uh, is willing to learn. So that was a nice idea for him because there's a really big pressure to go to a club like Liverpool, but it would have been okay for him to play not every match. But now as a new situation, I think it's a, it's a very good situation for him because he's a young player. Now he's at Chelsea. Um, 
he will be one of the important players. And uh, he don't have to win the Premier League first year. Uh, I know Abramovich would like that, but <laughs> uh, the pressure is not so high. And he can find a role in this team. And uh, I heard um, there are many discussions uh, now he made it um, the first match already and scored and he played a uh, middle but uh, I, he saw now the team and i uh, think he has on his mind uh, perhaps to play also on the wings now but because at the first uh, talks there was a clear plan that he plays there in the center but uh, you see now he has uh, a chance to play here he plays there because he's important and he will play and uh, for our national team, it's perfect that he get these chances and can educate there. So it's a big chance for, for Chelsea. Um, they have now young players which can improve and getting better every season. So very interesting project. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. We saw all of the interviews earlier in the year where Timo Werner would easier than Klopp. He would prove Liverpool. Do you think if Liverpool had been able to make an offer, he would have picked Liverpool over Chelsea? Sure, it was the first choice. That's no secret. Uh, but it's uh, not uh, not to insult any Chelsea fans or Chelsea, the club Chelsea. But, you know, they were f- the first club uh, from the Premier League where it was concrete interesting. Also, the year before they talked. But uh, because of many reasons, it wasn't possible. Also, because at this time, uh, Werner thought about the next step in the Bundesliga to Bayern Munich because uh, it's easier if you can speak the language there and um, Bayern Munich is for every German player next big step because you have many national players there so you are also it's easier for you to to make it in the national team um, but uh, then it was very concrete with Liverpool and he had a, also a list of, of many many clubs which are interested but Liverpool was first Liverpool was more concrete at the moment but the talks with um, Chelsea were very, very good. Uh, United knocked on the door as well. But so you see, it's it wasn't a no to Liverpool, and uh, it was a yes to Chelsea. Yes, absolutely. I mean, just in, in terms of Kai Havertz, then obviously it looks like he is going to be a Chelsea player as well. How much of a game changer do you think he is, for Chelsea? Could he maybe bridge that gap between Chelsea and Liverpool because of of how good he is? Yeah, you have to give him a little bit of time. Um, but um, I think uh, if you uh, had a talk yesterday, the player of the national team, uh, which uh, won everything in his life, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's Tony Kroos, and he said, uh, yes, he has everything you need on this position. Uh, but you have to show it uh, on a high level now. And uh, At Leverkusen, he hadn't the chance to, to show it on a high level because it's, it's not a club which wins title every year or, or they don't have the pressure there. Uh, they play sometimes in Champions League and sometimes not. So, but um, for Hobbs now, he has to show it on a very, very high level. And uh, it's the same like Werner. It's very good for him to show it at this young new team, uh, to have a player like Kante behind. Um, and if he would join have, uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid was the first idea uh, before Corona, uh, I think it wouldn't be uh, such a good step for him because there he couldn't play at every match. And now he's at the beginning. The idea of the key player is already there. And uh, he has the time to show that he is a key player. But for being a key player, <laughs> you have to, 
to make many games. He has a new team. But uh, I don't know if you watched the Bundesliga. I was very impressed when after the Corona break, um, Volland, uh, the striker of, of Leverkusen, Leverkusen, who joined uh, now Monaco, um, was not fit. He had an injury. And Kai Havertz had to play uh, as a striker. And, you know, it's not his position, but... Uh, in nearly every match out of the Corona break, he made the 1-0 and he played it very, very good, this role. And you see that uh, he can be a, a game changer. But you have to give him time. Yes, absolutely. I'm really interested to, to see how he gets on, actually, because as you say, when the, the Bundesliga resumed, I think everyone in England, obviously the Premier League wasn't back at that time. Everyone was watching and and he was one who, who really did stand out. And I suppose another one that stood out, another young player, is Jaden Sancho, of course, a player that in England people were aware of before he moved to Germany, but certainly he's gone to another level since then. He's a player that we know Jurgen Klopp likes, but he's been heavily linked in with Manchester United this summer. It's clear that they like him as well, but that deal hasn't quite happened yet. Do you think there's still time for Manchester United to get a deal for Sancho done this summer? Mm -hmm. You can see how much money they have on the bank account. I can give you a clear answer. But um, uh, we know that there is agreement between the player and the club, United. So he would like to do this step. But um, Dortmund made it very well. Uh, you read already that they made a new contract with him and nobody, nobody knew it before. So he has one year more. So Dortmund is in a very, very comfortable situation because... Uh, Next year, we don't know if there are still corona prices or the crazy football prices again we had before. Um, so they can wait and um, they don't need to sell him. They don't need the money, but they made a promise to the player and uh, they said uh, we have 120 million euros line. Uh, if someone bring it in, you can go there. If they don't bring it in, we are happy if you win with us uh, the German championship after <laughs> Many, many years of Bayern Munich. So I think it's a problem for United. Uh, they thought, I think, that it's easier to get him and that the club is going down with, with the fee. Uh, but um, Dortmund is trying now. Don't be a seller up like the last years when they lost uh, Dembele and they've lost Aubameyang. Uh, I think you, you saw a little bit of his qualities in the Premier League. So that was really hard of a team which would like to win the, the championship Germany to lose always the key players. And now they say, now we didn't, the money we got from these players, we invest very well. But then we have to wait again till the talents are big, like Sancho. And uh, they're Bellingham, and he's, he's, he's doing very, very well uh, in the training, we heard. They're very impressed. Uh, how far he is in his education and his development. But uh, you never know when Bundesliga is thinking if he can bring it uh, immediately on the pitch. At Sancho, they know what they have. And, you know, they are, if you lose Sancho now again, it's also a sign to Haaland. And we know that United is also interested in him. But um, if you can't keep a, um, a team together, uh, it's not good for the moment when talents will leave the club again. And... They brought players back to Germany like Emre Can, which have uh, big targets. And uh, they make promises to players too and say, hey, no, no, we're building a team now. So they don't have to sell him if they don't want. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And if United don't get him this summer and he does stay for another season, 
you'd imagine next summer, hopefully COVID-19 isn't still around. Hopefully there's a little bit more normality and probably a lot of other clubs then would be in the queue as well. I think it's a little bit different. Uh, the situation, um, I think that uh, he's really, really keen of going to, to United. But you never know. <laughs> you know, this year it was also very, very close to get into the Champions League. So um, at, at Dortmund, he playing Champions League every year. And uh, if everything uh, is normal and uh, he is guaranteed to play Champions League also next year in United, uh, I think it will be still United. But uh, they have to do it before because you have many, many good teams which would like to have this uh, Champions League uh, place in your league. So. Um, what I already know is that uh, if United doesn't do it this year, we have a lot of good stories again next year. Yes, absolutely. And I suppose just a, a final question on Jaden Sancho is, you know, that 120 million euro price tag, to me, that seems like an absolute bargain. You know, even though that sounds strange to say it because it's such a, a big amount, but for his age, the numbers that he produces with goals and assists, I mean, he's so highly rated. I'm surprised that United haven't spent that money on him yet. Ah, it's, it's the Corona times um, are really, really crazy, and you know, it's a lot of money uh, which they don't earn with supporters in the stadium, and so so I can I can really uh, believe that it's hard to get this for such a player. I think uh, a year ago or six months ago it wouldn't be a problem, but uh, now I think also United has has problems to spend the money. There are many, many people uh, which are. <laughs> Are looking uh, at the account and say, "Oh, we lose here money, we lose their money," and you don't have to forget that if you buy this player, uh, you give him a five years contract, and uh, then you have to pay his salary for five years. So um, normally, he earns in five years the same uh, amount of money like you pay as a transfer fee. So it's a, a really huge package, and um, you have to you have to bring it. And uh, if you say, "Oh, let's wait." one year more then we know that we have the money safe it's easier to do that i think at this time 120 million euros is a price uh, like we thought about neymar a few years ago when there was paid 222 million euros so it's not easy even for united to spend this money no and i suppose that another player at borussia dortmund that liverpool fans will know really well is emre chan as well left the reds in 2018 he's still only 26 even though he seems to have been around forever it didn't quite work for him at juventus but how would you summarize his time now back with dortmund in germany how is he getting on yeah emre as you already said him always when you meet him i said hey i know you so many years you're still so young how how, how do you make it and he's such a huge big guy i like a beer and uh, as a great a great person and uh, because he plays so many years football he has so many experience and this is why he is so important for dortmund now you know he he was already in the, most people don't recognize he's was in the in the travel team of, of Bayern munich in 2013 didn't play but he was in training and you learn a lot when you are playing with such champions and then um, this is the point i already mentioned before uh, they got him not only because he's a good player and he is a good player but he signed him because of his mentality you know uh, in germany you say if you sign a contract at bayern munich uh, you sign uh, it's like uh, they 
test bite and give you the the winning uh, mentality in your blood and he has it you know um it's true that uh, it didn't work so well with him at juventus but he it was also because of the new coach sorry wasn't <laughs> wasn't his biggest fan of the world uh so before it worked very well and uh he was, you know, he was close to Ronaldo, and a player like Ronaldo uh, don't have uh, such a relationship to players who he think he they can't play football. So I think um, I would have liked to see him uh, also doing at Liverpool because uh, he was uh, the second captain. I remember sometimes in the matches, so he had a very very big role, and I know that Klopp. Was not so very happy that that he leave the club because he had a big idea with him but i think we will see him now in a role in germany you know he's, he's at a club which always can win titles now and he's not one of uh, 23 players he's one of the key players uh he has to get also now a new relation with the father the, the manager because he is a uh, uh, sometimes ideas of football which uh, doesn't uh, fit together with the style of emre but uh, if they want to win titles at Dortmund, uh, they should let him play because he knows how that works. I think Liverpool might regret him leaving at some point if you know he does fulfil that potential at Borussia Dortmund. Might they think you know maybe we should have kept him and, and done more to, to keep him at Anfield? No, 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 because um, it wasn't the fault of Liverpool. I know that Liverpool did everything uh, to extend his contract, but uh, there was a point where they said um, uh, we can't pay. The amount of of Juve, uh, he was a player which uh, had no no contract anymore, so he earned a lot of money there. And I think at a point it's okay to say, okay, we tried everything, but uh, I understand also why the other club is paying this amount when there's no contract and they're paying also no fee and put this on the salary. So I think um, that we are again at the German way. Uh, don't do it uh, like the Germans because. Uh, we don't have so many many things. We we are better because you have more money in the in the TV. You have more viewers in the world. So uh, don't copy the style of spending just the money we have. But in this case, it was the right decision. Yes, absolutely. And just to, to finish off with the podcast, then I have to ask you about Jurgen Klopp himself. I mean, obviously, he's won the Champions League. He's now won the Premier League with Liverpool. What has the view been in Germany of the job that he's done at Liverpool? First of all, I have to thank Jürgen because uh, I'm a big England fan and it's, it's so good for us to see that you know now uh, that Germans can be funny. <laughs> this is a very important point for us and <laughs> we love to see him there and uh, he's, fits, he's perfect for Liverpool and um, what he's doing there we already saw in Germany uh, because we know how good he is. Um, he, he's not only, you know, uh, Pep is, is really a fantastic coach and uh, he's fantastic in tactic and it's perfect and having philosophies of football but uh, the biggest heart in football is in the, the body of Jürgen Klopp and uh, it's so nice to see like he he can send his emotions on a team and uh, he's we're really really proud of, of what he's doing there and uh, you know uh, I think that's also a good uh, thing to to imagine uh, when when Pep was leaving Borussia Munich, I thought, uh, okay, does the next step perhaps he's improving a team like Arsenal, where you see, oh, that's a kind of philosophy which fits to Pep. But 
he joined a city where there's a lot of money and he can buy players for his system. But uh, Klopp, who would have been also a coach of Real Madrid, said, no, no, uh, Liverpool is, is a cool club. I like this club. I always saw this club and there is the football, there's the home of football. And uh, okay, the team is not so good at the moment, but I see what, what you can do with this club. And it, I think this is the big point that he, he had a few years um, till the point he is now, but he was the guy who bring the club again at this position. Uh, he earned uh, the club and the club was there years ago, but not at the last, you know best. So this to see uh, was really, really amazing. And that's why uh, I think in Liverpool, everybody's happy and in Germany as well. Yes, absolutely. And just a last question then on Jürgen Klopp. I mean, he's not going to go anywhere until at least 2024. That's when his contract runs out. What do you think comes next? There's been a lot of speculation about the German national team, for example. Do you think that would uh, suit I'm not sure if you if you can uh, see on this uh, contract till 2024. So I think he just uh, signed it. Uh, you don't ask him again, oh, how long do you stay? And please sign a new contract. So he wants just to work. And um, it's good to have this paper. But uh, don't believe in in this <laughs> in this numbers which are on because um, I know that it's a big dream of him uh, doing the job of the German national team. But we have a very very good coach in Yogi Löw. He made us world champion. Um, he will decide how long he worked there. But <laughs> if he quits, mm, you should be a little bit afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not the uh, not the note that I would like to have ended the podcast on, but never mind. <laughs> that is just about all we have time for on today's Blood Red podcast. But thank you very much for Christian for for providing your insight, if I can say that properly. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much, and so servus we say Bayern from Germany. Yes, absolutely. Transfers always something that gets fans excited, and time will tell whether or not the Reds add any more to their roster than Kostas Shimikas. Stay tuned to Blood Red and we'll have all of the important updates as and when they come in. Make sure to drop Christian a follow on Twitter as well. His handle is at CFBayern. Until next time, though, from me, Matt Addison, on the Blood Red podcast, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.